Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the full 10 yard fantasy podcast where every yard counts, provided, of course, you play decimal scoring. There's actually, I, mean, I looked at a couple of leagues that I'm in actually, and uh, quite a few of them still don't play decimal scoring, so I'm going to have to be getting those changed. You should be playing at decimal scoring, ladies and gentlemen. But without sounding too much like a Simpsons episode, I'm Timothy Lambert Monk, your host. Uh, you may remember me from such podcasts as the NFL, the betting, or the Britball ones. Uh, Rob is unfortunately carrying uh, an in- inactive designation for tonight's show. So in another roster move uh, of, of similar ilk to the New England Patriots, we've uh, promoted Paul Morn from the uh, practice squad. Paul, welcome you in for some first team reps. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Next man up, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can't quite believe that there's still some fantasy leagues out there which don't do decimal score, and I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted about oh. that. You floored us. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, but there we go. That's 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 for the that's for the the off season. So um, obviously, people would have been reading some of your stuff over on the website for ten yards dot com. Uh, but for obviously, this is your first time on the, the podcast. Do you just maybe I've got a couple of questions uh, for you to answer, so people can kind of know you a bit a bit better and know. Kind kind of the person cool. behind what they're reading. So uh, if you want to go like one week, one word or a couple of word answers for these, what's your, your favourite team? The Jets, your unfortunately. Least, <laughs> your least favourite team? Oh, the Patriots, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Uh, where, where, where do they stand? Where do the Giants stand in your in your grudge? I'm not really a big fan of the Giants, but um, I'm, I'm a lot more bitter about the Patriots because they, I mean, they beat us twice a year, whereas we only play the Giants once every four years and we, we beat them the last couple of times. It's not quite as... Um, are quite as painful. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Uh, how long have you followed the NFL for? Uh, well, four or five years now, I would say. Um, and the Jets about maybe three years. <laughs> so you, you, you're post Mark Sanchez era then? I am, yes, yeah. I am. Um, so I've had, I've had my fair share of pain, but not the full spectrum of pain. No, not the bat fumble. Um, okay, cool. Uh, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Um, I've been playing a little about the last maybe the last three years. Um, I've probably been getting into it over the last um, couple of seasons, really. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, favorite player? Um, well, as a Jets fan, we don't have loads of players to love. Um, I do love Jamal Adams. Though. I mean, that's a pretty obvious one, really. But he's um, he's just he's really good. He's really his energy. Um, I think that's such a cliche, but he's he's a really good player to love. An easy player to love. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, least favorite player? Um, I don't like Brady, obviously, with obviously. the periods, but as well, I've got a pet um, here, I suppose you could say, for Baker Mayfield. Um, he does me head in. Okay. He's just, he, he really frustrates us as a player. Um, I don't know what it is, he just gets under my skin. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, so if you want to read some of Paul's stuff, uh, say head over to uh, yards.com for some of that, and you can follow him on Twitter at Morny7, M-O-R-N-Y-7. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's get into the the crux of the podcast. But obviously, fantasy podcast here for you today. Uh, we're going to go through some fancy news, some implications of injuries, and see how it's the landscape is looking ahead of week twelve. Going to give you a, a short eleven week recap. Give you some studs and duds from from there. Some waiver wires. I know they've been processed uh, today already, but uh, again, just a couple of a check just to see if some of these guys are on your waivers that can help you win some fancy championships. And then we're going to give you some starts and sits of the week for week twelve as well so with that in uh, with that in mind uh, let's get into a bit of fantasy news then some good teams on the bye and to the Chargers as well Kansas City Minnesota and Arizona 
Um, let's hit some waivers, look at some leftovers. Um, Tyler Lockett, no practice today, but Pete Carroll expects the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver to play on Sunday. Obviously, leg contusion uh, had a few complications, which meant he had to stay over in the San Francisco hospital last uh, two weeks ago, obviously by week last week. Saying in the NFC West, Sean McVay expects Brandon Cooks to play after missing multiple games after his fifth concussion. Uh, that's not good. Uh, Will, question, uh, Will Fuller is questionable to play on Thursday in the divisional game against the Colts. Uh, in other news, Sky is blue. Uh, just leave him out of your lineups. And St- San Francisco's tight end, George Kittle, still not practicing. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has come out and said they expect it to go down to the wire again for his the game against uh, Green Bay, which is I think Sunday night football this week. He'll probably I think he'll miss he'll probably miss this week and come back next week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Matt Breida are also absent for the 49ers on the practice field. Uh, finally, Juju not expected to play on Sunday versus the Bengals, primarily because it's the Bengals, but also he has a bit of a knee injury and is it's still in the concussion protocol as well. Uh, that br- brings you up to speed. Any any bits of news that you want to bring up, Paul? Anything that uh, takes your fancy in news, um, injury wise? No, I think that's um, a pretty. I think that's a pretty good cover of it all. Um, I did. It's not injury news as such. I did find it interesting. I don't know if you saw Antonio Brown's um, comment on oh, his yeah. apology to the period. He's just something um, else, just, isn't he? Pardon me. He's just something else, isn't he? He is. He is a character. But it was interesting that it was liked by an awful lot of Patriots players, including Tom Brady. Mm. Um, I just thought um, if you were if you were if you were already secured in the playoffs as such, he might be an interesting one to maybe try and stash somewhere just in case. A lot of theories seemed to be that he was sucking up the Patriots, and Patriots players were liking that in a kind of a look. We'd be really nice to Robert Kraft, and we might bring you back type way. Mm. Um, it's an unlikely one, but if you've got space at the bottom of your roster and you've already like, kind of secured a playoff place, it might be worth stashing down there. Um, that's, that's, that's really up to you there. If, you, if you're in the thrust of it and you're really trying to get a playoff place, it's probably not worth wasting a spot on him, but that's worth a gamble. Yeah, yeah. I see, uh, Rob Gronkowski, I see in a few leagues as well, Rob Gronkowski's uh, done, done his rounds as well, but I think he's too busy doing um, cheerleading for the LA Lakers. So. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think the same thing happened with Gronk last week as well. Will be happening with um, Antonio Brown this week, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, Antonio Brown coming to LA, LA Lakers chili the chili the halftime show near you. Okay, the, um, yeah. So like I say, the waivers then waivers have been processed, but some of these guys may still be on there. Don't forget, you can check out Andy Moore's article from Monday as well for some more, where he gives you a few guys to look at, including Jeff Driscoll, who had a decent performance against Dallas last week. But let's start at the core pack position then, Paul. Uh, who have you? Who have you got? Um, well, Jeff Driscoll was um, a good shout, to be honest. Um, going back to him, I thought Jeff Driscoll was excellent last he week. Was, yeah, he's yeah. actually, um, he's one of the players that were listed. He was, um, he's like kind of a, a cheap man's Josh Allen, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen's already a cheap man's Cam Newton, by that rationale. But he's just, he's got a little bit of running. Um, he was pretty good um, throwing it. Um, and probably most importantly of all, um, in terms of this week, the Redskins just like the aren't very good at all. Um, I mean, as a Jets fan, we played them last week and we tore them apart, and we don't tore anyone apart. Um, they're just really, really poor. They play like a team who is just waiting for the season to end, and they're really poorly coached and have no like the lack discipline. I was kind of shocked by how poor they are. I think Driscoll is a decent player for um, a decent pickup um, for this week. If you, especially if you maybe on a bye week, or your quarterback's on a bye week, yeah. or you're struggling, or you've stuck in a situation where you've got Jared Goff or somebody and you want out of him because that's that's desperation as I am in one of my leagues. <laughs> um, I think Driscoll's a really good shout. 
Yeah, no, I like um, it. It was, it was certainly a slippery customer last week because he got he got a bit mobile as well, which is obviously decent for fantasy quarterbacks. Pardon me? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's got that mobile thing there. So, like I mean, I'm saying he's a he's a um, poor man's Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen is the most hit and miss quarterback in the world, but he's brilliant, obviously, in fantasy because he's just got he's so much rushing upside. Mm. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Sam Darnold owned in just 12% of ESPN leagues. Uh, favorable, favorable schedule coming up. Obviously, one of your, obviously your, your, your signal caller over at the Jets. But uh, yeah, next couple of games: Oakland, Cincinnati, and Miami. The next three. Uh, and he's got. A, 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 he's not got the worst playoff uh, schedule either. So um, coming off his best fantasy score this year, cleaned up his interceptions and fumbles. Just one of each versus Washington, but that's probably quite good for him. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the easiest. Yeah, it's kind of once you you know fool me once shame on you you know fool me twice shame on me but uh yeah i say robbie anderson i'm waiting for him to go off as well um i know ryan griffin did as well and i think he appears a bit later on in my segment anyway but yeah sam donald uh very very lowly owned yeah one qb leagues probably there probably might be better options out there but say if you're stuck uh certainly i am in this in a couple of leagues i actually traded for sam donald in dynasty one of my dynasty leagues uh just earlier yeah. today as well so um yeah if you're if you're going for a playoff push and bit of a bit of a stickler um yeah we can you can do a lot worse um right donald looked a lot better last week did, uh, yeah, i mean yeah. everyone's going over against the redskins but he did look a lot better last week yeah yeah absolutely okay uh, let's move over to the running back position paul um Quite like I can never say his name, so apologies. Is Raheem Mustard? Yeah, yeah. Um, Forty nine is yeah. Colonel Mustard. Um, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, he's um, he's owned by I think it's about fourteen percent or just shy of fourteen percent on ESPN. Um, just with my Brady being out, um, the Forty Niners are who are playing again. I've got Forty Niners got Green Bay. A Green Bay, yeah. So for all that Green Bay have a generally good defense. Um, I think this season they're relatively weak against, or they're giving up a lot of fantasy points against running backs. Um, obviously, 49ers are about as inventive a team as you can get, so there'll be Kevin Coleman taking some from from, from Colonel Mustard. But similar to Sam Donald, if you're in a deep league um, or you're struggling, you might not be a bad pickup just to pick up and plug in and hope that he can maybe he's, he can maybe he's go off. Mm. Um, I'm in a league, a, six, a 16-team league, where you've got numerous selection options in your team, and it's Finding a good player in there is like finding gold dust, so he's a type of player you might want to pick up in a league like that. Yep, fair enough. I'm going to go with the Jonathan Williams from Thursday Night Football. Obviously, he's going to be one of the hottest uh, waiver wire ads of the week. Um, 0.3% owned in ESPN leagues. I'm not quite sure that can be right, but um, yeah, Marlon Mack obviously going down with a broken hand. It's going to be part of a committee probably with uh, John Wilkins and Naeem Hines, but I did get 13 carries in relief of Mack last uh, week at, you know, versus Jacksonville and 31 yard reception too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a difficult one when, you, when you're trying to do yeah, trying to sell someone that's going to be part of a committee. But um, yeah, considering Jordan Wilkins has been inactive for for parts of the season uh, Jonathan Jonathan Williams probably doesn't have to do much to, to kind of surpass him so um, again he's definitely going to be on waiver wise if uh, yeah, prior to today and the good, there is a good chance that he'll still be there as well so uh, Jonathan Williams there really shouted 0.3% amazes me. I think that's a really good shout. Mm. Yeah, I don't know when ESPN update their um, percentages, but that's what that's what it currently says when I looked half hour ago. So uh, let's yeah. move over to wide receiver. Um, yeah, so wide receiver, um, I've got Devontae Parker. Um, his ownership's a little bit higher than the last couple. His ownership's around 44%, so he might not be available. But if he is, pick him up. Um, 
he's got a bit of a bad name to Van de Park, I always think, but yeah. he's averaging about 15 points a game at the minute. Um, he's played some decent de- defences in that time. I think he's played against the Bills a couple of times. He's had a game against the Steelers, so legitimate, legitimate secondaries. Um, more importantly than that, um, it's worth picking him up because in, their, in the playoff weeks, in weeks 14, 15, 16, the Dolphins play the Jets, the Giants and the Bengals. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is about as generous a slate a wide receiver could ever have in the playoff weeks. Mm. Um, he's a really good pickup. Looking ahead to that, if you can get him, mm. um, I would highly recommend Devante Parker. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Debo Samuel, 33% on ESPN. George Kittle likely still out uh, for Sunday, if you if you ask me. He's getting heavily involved in the game as well. He's, he's dealing with a slight shoulder injury, so just maybe keep a bit of an eye out on that. But he's coming off eight reception games in the, in each of the last two uh, double-digit t- targets in both and scored north of 17 points in both of those two. So, um, you know, the last two games, I've also seen him post his two highest snaps, uh, snap count percentages uh, since week one, and they're actually playing. You know, they're, they're devising plays to get him involved and are targeting and focusing on, on him in certain drives. And yeah, that's all you can ask for, really, especially in an offense like theirs, where that you know you can get absolutely pummeled with targets, and it's like quite a lot of short stuff. So, especially in PPR leagues, uh, Debo Samuel you can do a lot worse than than that as well. So yeah, thirty three percent, one in three. So there's two three, there's two uh, two in three leagues out there where Debo Samuel is uh, sitting on your waiver wire. So go and pick him up. Uh, okay, let's move over to tight end, the dumpster fire of fantasy football. <laughs> I um, I quite like Noah Fant. Um, he's sitting at about fourteen percent ownership on ESPN, mm. um, and he's starting to, the Broncos are starting to give him the ball, starting to feed him. Mm. Um, I think over the last month he's the number one. He's got the most yards um, on the Broncos, and he's got the second most targets. Um, or it might be the other round, but I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Yeah. Um, they've got the Bills this week, which are tricky. Um, and I think they've got an, an, a rough couple of weeks, but to feed him so often, he should, his, his targets alone in PPR league should see him. Mm. Um, and again, just like um, Parker, um, if you look at the playoff weeks in weeks 15 and 16, he has the Chiefs and the Lions, um, who were, who were, in terms of fantasy points, conceded, mm. um, or average points per game. Um, they are two of the worst in the league, both in the top 10 or bottom 10, whichever way you want to phrase it, um, against tight ends. Um, he's definitely worth having just... You'll get your points over the next few weeks and then playoff weeks he could be the type of player who, who tips the league in your favour. Yeah, Denver is a team that I'm trying to target for uh, for trades or stuff like that because say their their um yeah their playoff schedule is pretty decent. You can get some of their players at fairly fairly cheap prices, especially in Dynasty as well. Um yeah, no no fan appears a bit later on in the starts and sits for me, but I won't uh, I won't tell you which one because that is called a hashtag tease. Um tight end for me from the waivers is Ryan Griffin, one point two percent. Who who plays in these ESPN leagues? Because this is ridiculous. 1.2%. Anyway, um, similar to, to Sam Darnold, like I say, coming off a huge performance last week. Signs were, signs were actually there uh, earlier on in the season. Week 8 versus Jacksonville, nearly put another, up another 25 points. Uh, and has actually scored north of 10 points, which, you know, these days at tight end, he's uh, generally a top 10 <laughs> top ten position. But, uh, yeah, scored north of 10 points in four of his last six as well. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of... A lot of commotion when uh, um, Chris Herndon was supposed to come back, wasn't he? But uh, Ryan Griffin seems to have channeled his uh, inner Chris Herndon and Sam, Dar- uh, Sam Darnold obviously loves, loves him and sees him as a bit of a security blanket. So uh, Ryan yeah, Griffin... They've got, a good, they've got a good rapport, yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, well, I say you should, know, you should know more than... Uh, you should know more than most, but yeah, no, I think 1.2% is, uh, I struggle to believe that percentage, but yeah, go and check your waiver wire and see if he's on there. It's a, it's a real bad uh, position, so, so for someone like that's getting getting the targets and the receptions he's getting uh, cannot be sniffed at. Okay, before we look ahead to week 12, let's have, a, let's have a quick look at some guys that 
lit up week ten and uh, sorry week eleven and some guys that didn't. Um, who is your who's your who got your full ten out of ten for week eleven, Paul? Um, I quite um, I mean I, not to give Jeff Chris name up here, he was superb. And um, for me, um, my kind of star was um, Michael Gallup at the Cowboys. He got his. Um, he got his over 20 points. I think the other, because there's obviously the there's three Cowboys receivers and there's um, Amari Cooper, there's Gallup and there's Cobb. Mm. I'm pretty sure Cobb got over 20 points as well. I don't know how yeah. many yeah, yeah, he, sure did, he yeah. got over 20 as well. And Cooper had an incredibly quiet game. Mm. Um, so the Lions kept the big one quiet, but they they, they let the other two go off. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, Gallup was my um, my main man. Um, I also I was also nice to note that um, I've got Austin Eckler in a load of leagues from earlier in the year. And he, since Melvin Gordon came back, I feel like us Eckler's just been killed. Mm. Um, and he got about, I think he got 20, 21, 22 points, um, mainly through the receiving game. Yep. And because heaven forbid he would be allowed to run the ball when he's so good at it. Mm. Um, that was a nice bonus. So they were the players that, for me, were really, really put a smile on. So probably mm. obvious, obviously, the Mar Jackson scored about a billion points again. But <laughs> yeah. Really very, very insightful to Rachel no. Jackson. No, no, but he, he did get outscored by one QB, uh, Josh Allen, which uh, is kind of a segue into my full 10 out of 10 for the week. John Smokey Brown, uh, I suppose you, you have to give the assist to Josh Allen, but uh, yeah, lighting up the Dolphins in Miami, which is you know sometimes a bit of a tricky uh, tricky fixture, just ask the Patriots, but uh, John Brown, 14 targets, which was nearly half of Josh Allen's attempts, which was a season high uh, for John Brown. Uh, nine receptions, season high, 137 receiving yards, season high. You, you, you kind of get the picture here with John Brown. Um, he's always threatened to do it uh, in his games when he's you know, his time with Arizona and Baltimore when Joe Flacco was was slinging the rock. But yeah, thirty four point two points in half PPR wide receiver one for week eleven. So John Smokey Brown uh, deservedly sits atop of the you know, kind of one of the players of the week. Uh, let's look at a couple of go on. I was just going to say about John Brown as a starter the other day that there's only two players this season with fifty yards in every game. Yeah, fifty yeah. receiving yards in every game. Um, Michael Thomas and John, and John Brown. Brown. Yeah, exactly. Yep, done very um, So he's, he's had a sneaky, really good season. Mm. Yep, he's certainly caught fire this season. I know, Adam, you would enjoy that one. Okay, let's look to some players that have disappointed in Week 11. Who have you got? Uh, Greg Olsen was the one I thought he would really um, go off against the Falcons, but seeing as they seem to have their defence absolutely sorted now, they've stopped Dan Quinn getting messed about in it, and he only got about five points, so I was, I was gutted about him. Um, Mike Evans was one again I thought would really go off he's got a pretty good record against the Saints um, there was no Martian Lattimore and as insane as Jameis is Jameis still puts up yards galore um, and Mike Evans got six points and barely barely had an impact on the game mm. and the other one was Brian Hill um, which yeah. I think killed everybody especially in DraftKings and DFS yeah, yeah. Brian Hill pretty much killed everybody last week I think um, everyone kind of put him in thinking he was a cheap sneaky player and he just he, I think he got four points or something mm. yeah he did it was did. a disaster yeah, and the worst thing is as well, Paul, is he tweeted out saying he doesn't even care. So um, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, didn't, I saw didn't, that. I mean, fair play to him for doing that because I'm sure he got lots of grief on Twitter. Yeah, I was say he's not he's but, not picked um, up any new fans, has he? No, no, nah. no. There we go. Yeah, yeah. He actually went up at sixty percent ownership in ESPN leagues from last week. But yeah, I think most of those sixty-eight percent people got burned. So, uh, including me in a few leagues as well on sleeper. But um, yeah, I think it was three and a half points he got in the end there. So, uh, other disappointments uh, on the full naught out of ten for the week eleven games: Ronald Jones, Damian Williams, Tyler Boyd, T.J. Hawkinson, James Conner, Mo Sanu, Deshaun Watson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Brown. The list goes on. Plenty more 10 out of 10s and no out of 10s for week 12. So let's try and identify some of those in our starts and sits. 
Uh, I'll start off with the starts. Um, I know you belittled him a little bit earlier when we introduced you, Paul, but Baker Mayfield is my start of the week. Coming off highest score of the year, playing a Miami team at home. Uh, that could get a bit frisky, could few, you know, score a, f- a decent amount of points, but um, yeah, not only because Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the other side of the, the uh, of the of the line there, but you know their defense obviously missing Miles Garrett and you know a couple of other guys there to, due to the fracas that went on in Thursday night football. So could be a bit of a shootout over there in Cleveland. So you know added into that, I'm kind of expecting be interesting to see how Baker Mayfield comes back out. You know, does he put a bit of a statement down? Does he does he come out and show a bit of leadership for, in this team? He's not really done too much of that this season. So uh, I'm going to put my, my neck on the line and say Baker Mayfield is one of the starts of the week. Uh, say home tie versus the Dolphins is uh, is as good as they come. Oh, I agree. I think that's a really good shout. Um, it wouldn't. It is my start, but I think that's a really, really good shout, and it's one I would probably have up there as well. Hmm. Um, for, for my start, I went for Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan's brilliant. He's always been in this year. He's, he's had a solid year, not spectacular, but mainly he's up against the books, and the books can't defend against anything that is in the run. Um, you can score points, you can passes all day against the books. Day it seems, um, and I just think Matt Ryan will cut them apart. Hmm. Um, yeah, it might even be where we can, um, and obviously I wouldn't put him in the start and sit for wide receiver, but Julio Jones might finally have his week of the year when he's been he's had a very quiet year, and I think this could be the week where him and Matt Ryan really link. Yeah. Um, so for me, if you've got Matt Ryan, get him in. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, I'm facing um, the Matt Ryan-Julio Jones combo in the Dynasty League this week, which I'm starting to get a bit scared of, but there we go. Um, yeah, I've crossed my fingers and my toes. Let's go over to the running back position. Um, it's, it's kind of a New York Jets-centric podcast, this one. I didn't mean it to, but um, yeah, maybe the stars align. But yeah, Lev Bell is my start of the week. Currently, the running back 12 in PPR. is probably not an, an original uh, start of the week for... Uh, a running back but um, yeah what can, what can you do uh, Jets face the uh, Oakland Raiders uh, they are away but uh, Oakland team are 20th uh, in point in terms of points given up to the RP uh, running back position just gave up a rushing touchdown to the Bengals I mean that sticks out as much as Danny Dyer would at a banquet uh, Buckingham yeah, Palace so um, <laughs> yeah uh, could be a high scoring game as well you know Jets offense is, is pretty decent but so uh, Oakland seem to be you know quite competent on offense as well so uh oakland being at home I'd, I'd fancy it's one to be a sneaky high scorer so you know the jets offense has improved over the last couple of weeks yes they've played you know lesser teams in the earlier parts of the season uh but it's still you know they can only beat what's in front of them and they're still putting up a decent amount of points so i expect uh lev bell to to kind of hit one of his ceilings he's not really hit his ceiling this 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 kind of year with the jets which was expected coming over from pittsburgh obviously a great offensive line the jets was never going to be the same as that but so uh, yeah this could be a a, a a game that he kind of scores quite highly on probably one of his highest games of the season uh, against an oakland defense that is probably a bit overrated and actually not really any good i hope you're right um what i will say and for your left bell shout last week he was used finally in the slot a bit um, as a receiver, we finally used the incredible receiving talents that we paid so much money for. Mm. It only took Adam Gase 10 weeks. Yeah. Um, but good. hopefully if that can continue on against the Raiders, that's even more points. That's mm. really more, even more upside against the Raiders. So I think that hopefully that'll end up being a really good shot. Mm. All right. um, I've got... There's a couple of others I like, but the main guy I went for was Philip Lindsay. So just tying in with your Broncos thing, I think there's lots of value in the Broncos. The Bills, for all the Bills have a good defence, they are getting worse and worse and worse by the week against the run. Um, I think Philip Lindsay is, I think he's incredibly underrated and there is the, always, always the risk that he has the Chelsea backfield, mm. but he just seems to be, it feels like he's coming in a bit of form, it feels like he can really go 
um, I think, give him a start. Um, just another shout for Lindsay as well there. Uh, I didn't put him in way of a way because he's owned by almost everyone. But he's a really good one to watch out the end of the season because the Broncos, as you mentioned earlier, have such a lovely playoff week run. Um, he's got the perfect playoff week run in terms of running back. Mm. I think week 15 and 16, he has the worst two running back mm. or run defences in the league to play. So Phil Lindsay is the one to watch going forward. But mm. this week, give him a start. He'll do well. Yeah, if, if you're in, anyone listening out there that's in a league where you know maybe a more casual league and someone still kind of sees, yeah, because Philip Lindsay's kind of taken over that backfield over the last couple of weeks uh, from yep. Royce Freeman. So if there's someone out there that still feels he's a bit of a timeshare, you know, especially in Dynasty as well, go try and get him uh, maybe a slightly slight slight bit of discount. So uh, he certainly should reap rewards in the next couple of weeks of this season as well. So and then if you really want, if you don't want the headache next season, sell him at a really high point uh, when the, when the season finishes. So. Um, that would be nice. Hello, bye, hi. Mm, absolutely. Okay, let's move over to the wide receiver position. Then I've gone for a bit of an outside, kind of not, I would say, a left wing, a left wing uh, kind of selection. But I've gone DK Metcalf. Again, could be a, could be a high score against Philly. Secondary obviously been beaten up as it has done all season. So uh, I know the Patriots didn't do too much with them last week, but the Patriots' offense is not is not great, despite what anyone uh, might tell you. But yeah, Tyler Lockett. Whilst he should be back in the game, it's a bit of an unknown kind of, you know, if he'll have a, a snap count or play less snaps than, than what he might do if he was fully healthy. But, um, you know, DK Metcalf's performed really well this year. Wide receiver in 26 in PPR. Um, you know, he is a bit of a boom-bust kind of guy. I suppose he's the, the Deshaun Jackson 2.0. But to be fair, I think that's probably doing him a disservice. Russell Wilson and him have a, have a fairly decent connection and already have a good understanding of, of each other's play and what, they, what their tendencies are. So um, it's not always going to Tyler Lockett now this year. It's you know going to some of these are going to DK Metcalf as well, so uh, certainly proved me wrong. I know at the start of the season I wasn't I wasn't really all in on him, but um, yeah, he's he's one of the players uh, that I've come round to. So um, yeah, Philadelphia give a lot of points up to the wide receiver position as well, and you know with the defense in Seattle not being as good as it once was, could be a sneaky high scorer if uh, Philadelphia's injury woes don't maybe count against them too much. But um, yeah, and I expect Russell Wilson to still work his magic regardless of of who he plays, what defense he's playing. So DK Metcalf. For wide receiver for me, I think that's. I mean, just to go back. I think that's a brilliant shout. I think he's. I think he's really good. DK Metcalf. He seems to have a really good link with Russell Wilson. And as you just said, I think that game will be wild. I think it'll be points galore. It's a Seahawks can't seem to win any game comfortably anyway. They mm. say everything seems to be some kind of mad crazy finish anyway. Yeah. I think that game will be wild. Lots of points. I think DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think that's an excellent shout. I'll be looking. And the leagues I've got him in, it'll be starting for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. What you got? Um, I've got. Um, I was tempted to go with Calvin Ridley for people who don't have Julio Jones and want a bit of Falcons action. However, I decided to go with Tyr- Tyrell Williams, um, the Raiders, um, against against my Jets. Um, we didn't do bad last week, but this Redskins are dreadful. We don't have a secondary. Our secondary is is abysmal. Um, you can pass on us all day long. The, the Giants two week um, two weeks ago. Um, both our receivers got two touchdowns. Mm. I'm pretty sure both got 100 yards against us. Yeah. You can pick us apart. Um, I think Derek Carr's and I don't massively rate him, but he's in pretty good nick. Mm. Um, I would imagine he should cut us up, and I would think um, Terrell Williams would be the beneficiary. To be honest, um, if you don't have Terrell Williams, but you've got another Raiders wide receiver, and you've got a, a and you've got a bit of a, a weak team, or you're not sure what to do, someone like Hunter Renfro, someone might be a shout as well. Just mm. wide receivers and go off against us. Yeah. Now, like what Hunter Info, he's um, seen a few more targets, hasn't he, in recent times? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's move over to the dumpster fire of tight end. I've gone with uh, Zach Ertz slash Dallas Goddard. Now, I know Zach Ertz isn't, again, isn't 
isn't um, you know, a deep dive, but uh, yeah, Titans awful. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's on by this week, so um, it's, it's all up for grabs. I mean, if you get 10 yards and a touchdown, your likelihood is you're a top 10 tight end. But uh, yeah, Sacco, it's two massive games over the last two. Dallas got it, had a TD uh, against New England. Alshon Jeffrey has been out. <clears throat> I'm not quite sure of his status for Sunday. Um, Wentz. Seems to have gone back to to Ertz in recent times. He's targeted Ertz eleven times in each of the last two games. Both um, seeing nine receptions for those, uh, averaging just under hundred yards. So, um, yeah, with both tackles, you know, I can't remember the name. Is it Lane Johnson and Jason Peters or yeah, one of those? Anyway, the two tackles are a bit dodgy for uh, Philadelphia. So they probably want to get the ball out a bit more quicker, which you know lends its hand to going to the tight end and especially Zach Ertz as well. So, uh, you know, PPR leagues, Zach Ertz isn't is not a bad shout, and Dallas got as well. Is always is good for a red zone target or two. Yeah, good Chelsea. I agree. I'm um, just back at the thing about wild game. I'd like to read them. Um, I yeah. really think they're a good Chelsea again. Yeah. Um, for tight end, I've I've kind of gone for your um, your start for Ryan Griffin. Um, yeah. Sorry, from your um, we have wide pickle yeah, Ryan yeah. Griffin. I've got to start him. Um, very similar reason to you. Um, the Raiders are if he gets a tight end. Um, he's got the rapport with Darnold. He's in form. Um, I know you said that he's got um, so many like so, I, can't, I can't remember what the points that you had about him, and I've, I've lost mine. I've lost mine off my screen here. <laughs> but for all them points he's had, I think he's had a couple of touchdowns taken back of him as well, off mm. um, ropey penalties as well. So he really isn't good. Nick, he's been a, he's been a surprising positive this season for the Jets. Um, mm. The loss of Chris Herden was looked like it would be a huge blow, but Griffin's been Griffin's been spot on. And um, if you've got him in your team, I'll get, play him this week. Mm. Um, he should do well. Mm. He should play. Yeah, Ryan Griffin obviously signed over from the Texans. Okay, let's talk about some sits starting at the quarterback position. I've gone for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I know he's been playing pretty decent over the last couple of weeks, but I think this is time where he'll come crashing back down to earth on prime time at Lambeau. Uh, I don't I don't believe in him personally. He's, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the NFL podcast, um, you know you, you just all, all all of the above on there. Just a system system quarterback. Easier, there's easier assignments that they've got um, in terms of other other. You know, everyone lights up the Arizona Cardinals. So if we need to do, we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is look at the splits between his games against Arizona and then everyone else, and you'll start to see that Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback. But anyway, um, the other part of it is, you know, there's there's a lot of easier assignments for QB uh, other QBs that might be on your on your waiver wire as well. I just don't think Jimmy G uh, will get anywhere near 20 points this week so um, yeah whilst it could be a shootout I can also see quite a bad performance coming from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as well especially with all the uh, the injuries as well so I know they coped last week but that was Arizona this is Green Bay slightly different as well so um, could get behind so you might have to start actually throwing further than five yards um, further down the field so yeah not not good for me Who who's your QB sit of the week? Um, it was Jimmy J as well oh, yeah, um, there we pretty go. much for the reasons you say I can um I can. I'm still not hugely convinced by him. I mean, he obviously he's got a superb record in terms of wins and losses, but in terms of him as a quarterback and certainly as a fantasy quarterback, um, I just I don't see the massive appeal. And Green Bay have a legit defense, mm. and I think they only average about only give about 14 points a game to quarterbacks, um, and he only averages about 15 points a game anyway. Which for a quarterback really it's not what you're looking for. Um, you're going to get 20 plus there. Um, and once again, as you said, there's so many better options. There's lots of brilliant options on the slate this week. Yeah. Um, just stay away from Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you 100% pretty much everything you said there. Yeah, doubling down on Jimmy G is what I like to see, Paul. It's what I like to see. Okay, running back time. Joe Mixon, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Have you got Joe Mixon as well? I do, 
Yes. <laughs> would, would help if we, um, uh, if we conferred prior to the podcast, wouldn't it? But never mind. Um, all right, I'll, uh, I'll I'll start off. So yeah, don't don't obviously let last week fool you. Uh, Oakland are, are not great. It was a prime matchup for him. And, you know, it's kind of a homecoming as well. So he kind of had a bit more grip between his teeth to try and get into the end zone. They do get a, now a Steelers defense that's pretty fierce, pretty decent. Uh, T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, etc. A lot beefier and a lot uh, difficult to to pierce through than people kind of give credit for. Um, so I think, yeah, it'll be a return to the doldrums for Joe Mixon, uh, who has actually enjoyed last three games over 15 fantasy points in each. But considering that, he's still a disappointment um, based on where you draft him, drafted him back in August, obviously, you know, mid second round, maybe third round in some leagues. But um, yeah, Gia Bernard as well. The other cav- kind of caveat, he's been getting a lot of snaps too. M- Joe Mixon's only had 60, over, over 60% of the snaps uh, once in his last five games as well. And obviously that's due to games scripting being you know being game scripted out of games because they're behind early and quite a lot as well so Gio Bernard the passing down back although you know Joe Mixon can catch passes out of the backfield it tends to be Gio Bernard's kind of role so um yes yeah, kind of split times there when when they are behind so Joe Mixon um, not gonna not gonna get double digits this week I don't think no I mean I would agree with everything you've said there um just for the sake of giving a bit of variety um, I would also recommend Sitting any Tampa Bay Bucks running back, um, mm. so whether you've got Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber, um, you'll probably sit them anyway because of the most frustrated set of running backs in the world. But don't even think about going near them this week. Mm. Um, I would imagine that the Falcons will go up early on the Bucks, and the Jameis will go into full Jameis mm. and start slinging the ball everywhere, and there'll be yards and there'll be touchdowns, and most importantly, there'll be interceptions almost surely. <laughs> um, but I can't say the running backs been used most. Loads and um, the best you can probably so far is that one of them runs in mm. a, a touchdown from inside the five, but I don't think it's worth that gamble to play them. In, in my personal opinion, I would probably give any time of year books running back to wide berth. Mm. Yeah, so we're doubling double double downs. So that's good. Uh, so the question yeah. is then, Paul, have you got uh, the wide receiver four Amara Cooper as your wide receiver sit of the week? I don't know. Did they consider him? I really did consider him <laughs> right. um, because. Yeah, well, I'll let you say the reason, but uh, it, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so the wide receiver four on the season, Amari Cooper. Uh, we know how tough the New England Patriots pass defense is. Uh, potentially, Dak could struggle in this one, and I think it's just going to be a heavy de- dosage of Zeke Elliott. Um, you know, Cooper has got a few niggles. Obviously, we mentioned... Like, Paul, that uh, yeah, he didn't have a great game last week and he was quiet, but that, I think that was just due more to injury. He was, um, you know, he, he only played fifty five percent of the snaps. He was in and out of uh, in and out of the game like a poor poker player at a rebuy tournament. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I wouldn't be surprised me if he's still on a similar snap count whilst uh, he kind of nurses a few niggles and say Michael Gallup is more than uh, be- a bit better. He, you know, he's a, he's a wide receiver one as well in in his own right this season. But I think it'd be a heavy dosage of the ground game. You know, we all We've all seen by Baltimore how to how to beat that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Dak use his legs a bit more, see Zeke and, and Tony Pollard get used a hell of a lot in the in the running game, which probably means quite a lot of uh, scraps in terms of the wide receiver in the passing game. So, yeah, I, I think that's coupled with the injury nickels that Amara Cooper has, you can probably uh, sit him this week. Oh, yeah, I think that's... I do generally agree with the logic. Um, there was an interesting thing I noted. Um, I can't remember where I read it now. But someone was saying that this season, generally speaking, the wide receivers who've done best against the Patriots have been slot receivers. So Randall Cobb, mm. if you've got him hanging around and if you're struggling, he might be a shower against the Patriots. He might pick up some surprise points there for the Cowboys. Um, just as a kind of, instead of Amari Cooper, but I agree with the logic of Amari Cooper, he'll be shut down completely by Gilmore, I would expect anyway. Yeah. Um, I think he'll yeah, um, just be kind of a dummy lucker just to take away Gilmore so Gallup might get second coverage and that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it, eh? Yeah. 
Um, in terms of my sit for wide receiver, we didn't triple down, thankfully. I went for Darius Slayton against the uh, against Bears. Okay. Um, he looked brilliant the last time out, but last time I was out against the Jets secondary. Um, he's patchy and he has had a good link with Jones, but they're up against the Bears. Um, the Bears' defense is, for all that the Bears have was this season, uh, was a plenty. They are good against wide receivers. Um, I think they're the second best in the league in terms of fantasy against wide receivers. The only one better is the Patriots, whose defense is otherworldly, so mm. it doesn't really count. Um, I also kind of fancy the Bears um, to toy with Daniel Jones a bit. Um, he started pretty well as a quarterback, but he's still a bit green, rather gills. Um, he's a bit of a fumble and interception machine. Um, and what a talk, obviously, for some Donald fan. But um, <laughs> I think that the Bears' defense um, like might might just mess with them a bit. Um, I think it might be a brutal game for the Giants. Mm. And I wouldn't be picking any of their wide receivers, but in particular, Darius Slade, because mm. he's got a bit of a name value attached. I would, I would be leaving him well alone. Mm. Yeah, so there's a, a chance Sterling Shepard comes back as well, which will obviously take, give a hit to... Yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay, let's finish it off then. Let's round it off with the tight end position. I mentioned uh, no Fant would appear at some point later in the podcast, and it is this slot. Uh, no Fant, like I say, you, you alluded to as well. Tough assignment in Buffalo uh, for Brad Allen and the tight end. Though, so, yeah, he's got 11, 11 targets last week, four, four catches of those against uh, you know a, a, a tough Minnesota defense. Uh, I probably expect something similar in terms of lineage, and I think he, he had it 60 yards last week against Minnesota. So, yeah, I probably, I'd probably expect you know, a similar line of 11 targets maybe four catches uh, again which is not a great conversion rate he's had a few uh, drop issues this season has no offense but um, it's encouraged obviously that he's being looked at more and he, you know Joe Flacco uh, sorry Brad Allen's looked his way uh, a bit more over the recent weeks but yeah I, I can't unless he gets into the end zone I, I can't really see him putting up double digit points uh, which obviously goes hand in hand with that but yeah I think he'll, he'll have a tough game uh, at Buffalo as well it's not at home Fair dues. I mean, Buffalo, I think Buffalo are one of the very best, if not the best, defence in the league against tight ends. So it is a really tough assignment. Mm. Um, a lot of my kind of recommendation was based on his recent uptick in uses and just playoff week. So, I mean, I think that's a fair shout. I don't think there's yeah. any anything wrong. I think it's a pretty reasonable shout to, um, to be sitting off and As much as I'm recommending picking him on waivers. I oh, think yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or more of a, um, a gamble in your cities. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Round us off then, Paul. What's your tight end sit of the week? Um, just sit Jimmy Graham. Don't play him. Don't go near him, man. <laughs> Um, I know Aaron Rodgers like loves him. He seems to love him, um, and I know Rodgers can be magical. Um, but that basically, you're basically betting on Aaron Rodgers to be magical and get the ball to him because Jimmy Graham isn't that good anymore. Um, the 49ers defense is it's good anyway. It's very good against tight ends. Um, I just you shouldn't be playing Jimmy Graham, man. You shouldn't probably have any team to be fair, like, but don't be playing Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, uh, that is going to wrap us up for the podcast. Paul, uh, how uh, how were the first team reps? Enjoy it. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good to get out there with the first team. Um, I'm trying to think of some football cliche, but I'm blank. That, that, that's quite. That's quite all right. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and review uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts. But yeah, make sure tell a friend. So we uh, any any start sits out there, any trades, hit us up at FTMY Fantasy on Twitter, and we'll get back to you. Uh, or you'll hit hit us up at the main account at Full Ten Yards. That's where where I tend to tend to live uh, at the moment. So yeah, give us a DM, and we'll we'll I know a couple of you guys out there do ask us some questions, and hopefully we give you some insightful advice. Hopefully we're giving you some advice on the podcast. There. 
there for uh, week 12 for some waivers and some start sit decisions but if you do have any out there more than happy to to answer some of those uh, over on social media so do get in touch but we'll be back tomorrow this with the NFL podcast I'll be hosting with Lawrence so if you like your NFL uh, another one coming your way in probably about t- 24 hours time so in the meantime it's goodbye from Paul goodbye and it's goodbye from me in the great words of Kevin Cadle it's a bye bye for now a bye bye thanks for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on Facebook or Twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com